back, Atlanta. Welcome to Your Move Atlanta right here on AM640, Atlanta's home to Fox News Radio. I'm Cleve Gaddis. I'm joined in the studio by my man Alfred Romero. Yeah, jamming out to some Aerosmith Yes, this sir. Aerosmith. I love Aerosmith. They are uh, probably uh, is, uh, in my top five favorite bands of all time. Boston really? always going to be number one. Number but, one. But Aerosmith definitely in the... Uh, Top five. I've seen them three times live and in, in concert. Really? So, yeah, I've seen them three yeah. times. You'll take me next time you can see them? Yeah. They're still performing, right? They, they just did a residency out in uh, Las Vegas for a little bit. They, ah, they we should go to, there. Yeah, we should. Uh, I think Kimber and Michelle should pay for us to go. <laughs> uh, to, uh, to go to Vegas? Yes, don't you think? Oh, I was just there a few weeks ago as well. Ah, I was you there. Were? Yeah, oh, I was you at, did the iHeart. Uh, I was out there for the iHeart. Yeah, I was out yeah. there for the iHeart Radio Music Festival. Actually, the day of the show was the first day of the residency. September twenty first was like their first. Did uh, you go see them? I, oh no, uh, the, I, I I wanted to so badly because the same concert was on that Saturday night. So as I was leaving the and uh, our uh, in the uh, there where Aerosmith was was right across the street from the T-Mobile Arena where we were at. Yeah. So I could I was as I was walking across the street to our hotel, I could just see the big Aerosmith sign and the really? the lights and the and all the people coming in for the VIP entrance. Cause I the, would like to go see uh, them. It was. It was I amazing. would like to go see them. you. Know Steven Tyler and I are friends, right? Remember oh, I, didn't I told know you. Know that. That. Well, oh. we lived in Chicago. He oh. lived right around the corner from me. Oh, okay. He yeah. doesn't know I who I am, you. but I consider his friends because yeah, we lived. Yeah. Somewhere uh, near one another. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan. They are our preferred closing attorney. They specialize. They have 21 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings. 21? Yeah. That's home purchases, of- refinance wow. closings, corporate relocation, real estate contract review, and title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-1880. If you're listening to me and you think my voice sounds a little different than it does, uh, it's because I am uh, recovering from a cold, and uh, so far for this entire segment, Alfie, I have felt like I have to sneeze. Are you, <laughs> you right? get, Yes. No, I think I'm going to be fine, okay. but you can well, tell it welling up inside of you, and you're like, oh, goodness, oh, goodness, so I feel like I'm going <laughs> to sneeze. Hey, I think we've got some listener questions, Alfie. Can you help me out with oh, those? Oh, of course. We've we got you. a whole bunch of them here yeah, for this, you, sir. This segment, we got a lot. Yeah, yep. let's, uh, Joey in Norcross, uh, he writes in and says, I read that the requirement for appraisals has been removed for loans up to $400,000. Why is my lending uh, lender ordering an appraisal for my refinance? So, Uh-oh. Joey, mm-hmm. um, I thought the same thing when in late September uh, these real estate publications were making a big deal out of the appraisal requirement being move, removed for loans up to four hundred thousand. And I'm thinking, how on earth are they going to be able to get away for that with that? And Joey, it is not the kind of loan you're thinking. It is when and it is. For a loan where an FDIC-insured bank is loaning money on a residential property. So meaning when an FDIC-insured bank, like your local lo- little local bank, uh, is loaning money to you for a second mortgage or a first mortgage on your home, it does not pertain to loans made by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, USDA. It doesn't, it doesn't pertain to any of those loans. So it is a more than likely a very, very small pool of loans that this applies to. And so more than likely, if you're getting a refinance, you're probably getting a refinance for a loan that's owned by Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, two big entities uh, that are basically today owned by the U.S. government. I don't think that's going to to last for long. I think they're going to be independent organizations again soon. Uh, but you will have the need for an appraisal, and it's because it's an FHA 
a VA, a USDA, a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac requirement? So that's a good question. Hmm. That's a good question because when I saw that article, Alfie, I'm thinking, yeah. how in the world can they waive appraisal requirements? Because lenders might be loaning money like 500000 on something that's worth 350000 <laughs> And I assume they have some automated valuation models. They have some computer models that are helping out with values. And I think that we probably will see some appraisal requirements waived or changed right. on loans in the United States over the next few years, but I don't think they're ready to, 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 to eliminate them right now. All right, uh, Cleve, uh, we have a testimonial for you, sir. Excellent, excellent. I'm sure you enjoy these testimonials. I always do. Thanks for digging them up. Oh, of course. It gives me a shot of enthusiasm, a shot of, hey. Well, it gives me something to do when you got me stuck in the closet. Yes, yes, I don't have you stuck in the corner. Actually, I'm more in the corner than you are. (laughs) Um, This is from Karen. Karen in Duluth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Karen says, I can't praise this group enough for the excellent experience I had selling my house from out of state through them. How about that? They were, Obviously, she was out of state. Yep. And Tallahassee. That's always difficult. Tallahassee. Because, right. So yep. they, they're really depending on you to kind of that's come right. through since you're here. And that's right. Uh, for, uh, from beginning to end, they had my back, coordinating maintenance and arranging for an ex- uh, expensive and unexpected repair of my front porch. I recommend them highly and would absolutely use them again if I ever make it back up that way. Cleve, Michelle, Ann, and Kelly, awesome team. Thanks for helping me get it done. So interesting. So, wow. in the, so she she and her husband were uh, from Tallahassee. Yeah. By the way, guess what her husband's first name was? Uh, Cleve. Yes. All right. Look at that already off the bat. His name was Cleve. Cleveland, just like mine. But, okay. So hang on, though. So it says here uh, that we arranged for an expensive and unexpected repair of her front porch. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask you. So about. interesting. So normally, if you walk up on a front stoop, mm-hmm. you know, the stoop is a masonry uh, thing built on the exterior of a home. In this case, the foundation of the home went out underneath the stoop. So now, technically, underneath the stoop was in the basement. Now let me get this straight. Now, stoop, like I watch a lot of like Law and Orders for You, which is based in New York, and yep. they have a lot of homes that have front walkways, like kind of stairs. That's like, right. So, so this that's is, the stoop, right? Uh, that's exactly right. So, okay. so that's what I call it. So you walked up in there. In their case, you had a wooden set of stairs that went up to a masonry landing that was four or five feet wide, five or six feet deep. Mm-hmm. And, and you could stand there. Then you would walk into the house. Well, this front stoop was a poured concrete stoop that was on a metal frame. And literally, you could walk underneath it in the basement. Oh, okay. So the <laughs> termite company... Oh did not know that when they drilled holes in the front stoop to treat for termites, they were drilling holes that was allowing water to run into the basement. Now, this is something that had been done on the home a year or two back, and the sellers just didn't know it. They didn't know it. So we were able to, while they were gone, help them get uh, several quotes, one that was very reasonable, and they were able to take care of it. Can you imagine getting ready to sell your home and saying, well, there's water leaking into the basement, and then you go look, and there's like six or seven beautifully drilled holes right <laughs> down into your basement from the outside. But, I mean, that's amazing that you guys were able to discover that, because who would, I mean, seriously. Well, you got to help these people out. Well, Alfie. I understand you, that. we got to get just... over there. we got to look around, flashlights, get in the basement, see what's going on. you got to help them. But that's the thing. That's the difference between you and maybe some, you know, company A, because they're going to go out there and maybe not even bother to even look yeah. in that part of the house. You know what I mean? Because you're... Well, I mean, hopefully they would look. Well, you would the hope they would. The basement well, has water in it. You would think they would look around. But, Alfie, we believe we have servants' hearts. We yeah. want to help people regardless of how much we're getting paid, regardless of whether or not we're even working with somebody at the time. We want to 
unselfishly, genuinely help people. Hey, I think we've got a listener question from yes. somebody in Lawrenceville. And this one really tugs at me because uh, it deals with a, a topic that I'm very familiar with, which is uh, homeowners associations. Yeah. Uh, Why, you gotta a, racist? Not, Why do you got to be racist? Why do you got to be racist against just, homeowners associations? Uh, this is from Tiffany. Why she, you got to discriminate? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. Uh, Tiffany in Lawrenceville, yep. she writes in and says, how can my association stop me from renting my home? Seems almost un-American. So in some cases, Tiffany, they can't. But in most cases, they can. So I don't remember what the date is. But let's say it's late 1980s or early 1990s. Georgia changed its homeowners association law. And basically, you have homeowners associations that come before this date and then property owners associations after. The homeowners associations, um, you have to have, you know, bylaws and, and kind of all this agreed stuff in writing. And basically your ability to own the home um, comes from the homeowners association. It sounds weird, but the state has a primary interest in the county, then the homeowners association, then you. And it's weird. So your right to own your property is subject to the HOA. Now listen to this, Alfie, though. After 88 or 92 or whatever the date is, they became property owners associations, which means the homeowners association has a statutory lien on your home, which means nobody can close on a property without proving that there is no money owed. And so they basically uh, have the right to make you follow their rules because they're a little higher in the chain of title for your property. Alfie and I have to take a quick break. Uh, we've got to let the radio station pay for some uh, some airtime, pay some bills, if you will. But when we come back uh, in our neighborhood scouting report, we're going to feature Presswick in Johns Creek, Fulton County. So stick with us. We'll be back. <laughs> 